welcome to another season of the Ice Cash Report. Tim Continenta joined with myself, Anthony Kepley, and Tim. Uh, it's amazing that college football is back. Uh, week one, in my opinion, was last weekend. I don't do week zero. Um, but our Penguins have their season opener this Saturday, 2 o'clock at San Blas Stadium, Tim, against the Duquesne Dukes. And Tim, uh, your initial impressions of how last season finished with 35-18 win over Southern Illinois and how uh, the Penguins can maybe use that to springboard into this opener against Duquesne. Well, this is the third season for Coach Phillips, and this is kind of where whatever your identity is will be shown. You've mm -hmm. had plenty of opportunities now to cement your program, to recruit the players that you think are best for your program to succeed. And use the mixture of what you inherited, what has graduated, what has now become part of the uh, Penguin family in the last uh, three off-seasons of recruiting. And, you know, and see exactly where we're at. Obviously, we know there's a talented running back. We know mm -hmm. there's a very good young quarterback who mm -hmm. has potential to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, the, we got a big question mark at the on the outside at, the, at receivers mm -hmm. to see exactly what they can do. Uh, our tight ends are are quality, not great, but they're not bad. Offensively, look at defensively. I think we're unknown. We just don't know exactly what can be the ceiling for this defense. Uh, we've not seen what, in my opinion, great defensive play out of the Penguins the last two uh, football seasons. So we need to figure out exactly what that identity is and how they can really keep their teammates in a ball game by not allowing teams to score 35, 40 points on them and to uh, prevent those big comebacks that some of the teams had against uh, the Penguins the last few seasons. So that to me is the question mark. Can the defense rise up to a level where mm -hmm. let's just put a number out there and say under 28 points, 27 points per ball game, where you know that offensively you should be able to score four touchdowns and be in the game. But defensively, if you can keep them under that 27 mark, that you're going to win some ball games. I'm not saying you're going to win them all, but you should be able to win some. It's when you see this defense or special team combination of both give up 30 plus points, then chances of, of, uh, the Penguins succeeding, I think, becomes a lot smaller. And I'm being very generous at the 28 mark. I really think that number should be under 24 to make, for any football team at the collegiate mm -hmm. level to win ball games uh, on a consistent basis. But uh, considering what we've dealt with in the past and seeing some of the leads disappear and seeing the high-scoring games and shootouts that has mm -hmm. happened, uh, I think four touchdowns at 28 Keep it. Keep your opponent under twenty-eight. Is going to be a big, big factor going forward for this uh, football team. Uh, I have question marks more than I have a lot of more questions than I have answers, Anthony. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I just really don't know. I hope, like I say every year, I want them to win. You know, every game that they compete in. Uh, is that realistic? No, but I'm going to root for that. 
Um, exactly. You know, I, I just you know, don't know if this team... We'll just have to wait and see. You know, I... We haven't seen anything the last two years that makes me think this team can be better than what it has been. Yeah, you're exactly right, Tim. You touched on it about the defense last year, and uh, the defense was terrible last year. The uh, outside of the pass defense, um, which was pretty good, it you know it ranked amongst um, the the top half in the country. Uh, pass yards a lot and pass touchdowns a lot. So the secondary is good. Returns a lot of guys. Uh, you lose Ashton Jabot to your secondary coach at Purdue. Um, you know, you mentioned question marks, Tim. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, you have a whole new defensive coaching staff this year from defensive coordinator to linebackers coach to defensive line coach to secondary coach. They're all new this year. Yeah. Uh, same with bringing Jamal Brown. Uh, from Division II, Lenore Ryan as a defensive coordinator. Um, quick glimpse at Lenore Ryan and what maybe Jamal Brown likes to do. Uh, stop the run. His team's allowed less than three yards per carry. Uh, granted, that's Division II, Lenore Ryan. Don't take anything away from that. That's an impressive number. But this is Missouri Valley Conference, and you're facing uh, the best rushing team, maybe outside of Army and Navy, North Dakota State. Uh, so, and I think you're right, Tim. I think this season is full of question marks. Like, you touched on the open. We know we have a running back. We have one of the best in the country at running back. He's a preseason Walter Payton Award candidate. Uh, we have an up-and-coming, developing quarterback who's still raw throwing the ball. Um, a lot of questions out wide. The loss of C.J. Charleston for the Penguins will hurt them. Uh, tight ends, not great as they have been in the past, but they're solid blockers, and I think that's primarily what we want our tight ends to be. Uh, the offensive line last year, Tim, a mixed bag. I, is that fair to say? Um, yeah. They I think ran the ball well. Well, let's put it this way. Um, they couldn't pass block. Yeah. Um. Your best player on so, the team is McLaughlin, and he's the mm -hmm. only player on this roster who made the Missouri Valley Football Conference first team yep. uh, mm -hmm. players. So none of your defensive players uh, could make it. At an 11-team league, not one player on your defense was standout enough to make the first team uh, all-conference all players. So that tells you a lot about the question mark going forward. And there's no question McLaughlin has had a great great career at Youngstown. And well, I'm so glad that he transferred in from Notre Dame College. And, I am um, He has been a, you know, a spark plug for this offense the last two seasons. And now, you know, this is his senior year. We're going to see exactly what we can get from him. And they've had... There's no reason not to design the offense around his talents and to find mm -hmm. a ways to getting him the ball, either at running back, in the slot, Receiver. out wide, yep. uh, in motion. There's so many ways to get this man the ball and even throw you know, a screen pass and stuff like that. There's so many ways. So if you can get defenses to key on him, and hopefully that will open up some of the other players to be featured 
at times. Mm -hmm. And if you are intelligent and, uh, you know, worthy of an offense, you're going to move him around a lot of different places and make defense react to where he's at. For you. Maybe you can get mismasters elsewhere. I'm not saying you're not going to feature him as a runner because obviously you will. And we've seen him. He can catch the ball too. So you have to take advantage of his skill sets. And hopefully that will ignite an offense beyond the big plays that he had. He scored what? I want to say... 10 touchdowns last year, 12 touchdowns, and, and seven of them were longer than 20 yards? Yeah. I, when when Julian McLaughlin gets the ball in his hands, he's a threat to go to the house every single time, no yeah. matter if you're 99 yards away or one yard away. Tim, I really like that point you made. Um, and you talk about in the high school broadcast, we do. Identify your best player, build around him, and get him the ball in multiple ways. Yeah. Running the ball. Jet sweeps. In the slot. Out wide. Kickoff return. Punt return. And I'm not saying every time I'm punting kickoff return, you know, maybe when you need a big spark, maybe when you need a big play, you put him back there. Uh, to me, and I don't know if you remember, but you remember how Urban Meyer used Percy Harvin at Florida and how he used Braxton Miller, his senior at Ohio State, out of the backfield, out wide. Justin a variety of different ways. Taking the Wildcat snap from quarterback. Um, we'll find out. Uh, let's be honest. There's little faith in this or uh, this program to have a successful season this year. Uh, you look at the preseason polling. Uh, they're ninth out of 11 teams. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. you know what? Quite honest with you. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's realistic. Uh, hopefully they can be top four and hopefully they can win the whole conference. But. Um, there's not one team above them that they beat. That's the problem. I mean, Illinois State, well, you, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, Missouri State, South Dakota, North Dakota State. They didn't beat any of those teams. Well, you well they did beat Missouri State and Southern Illinois last year. Right. You know, let's touch on that real quick. Uh, the Penguins come off a three and seven season last year in Coach Phillips' second season. Um, they did beat three playoff teams. They beat Incarnate Work, 44-41. Uh, they beat Missouri State here, and they beat Southern Illinois to end the year. Oh, but you touched on it, Tim. The Penguins did win three games last year against three playoff teams. That's great. Yeah. However, they also blew three fourth-quarter leads. Two were double digits. And, um, yeah, and the Missouri Valley, and, I mean, excuse, the Missouri State game went right down to the wire. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, you had a 21-10 lead at North Dakota, and because you went so conservative, you went in a phone booth, you lost that game 24-21. You lost Indiana State. Now, granted, the Dietrich Crenshaw did go out in the first half. He right. played the remainder of the game with Joe Craycraft and Mitch Davidson. But still, there's no excuse. You should be better than Indiana State. Indiana State is picked. In the bottom half of the league, I believe 10th this year, correct, Tim, with, with West Illinois being 11th. Yes, correct. Um, you know, so you blew that game. And the West Illinois game here at Stanball last year, which to me, and I've been to a lot of football games, Tim, you've watched a lot of football games, a lot more than I have. Uh, that was arguably the worst loss, the worst regular season loss I've ever watched. 
you're completely dominating the first half. You're up 35-7, and you lose 38-35, and you need to cross midfield the second half. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's a new season. But that's, um, yeah, it's a new season. And, uh, you know, but just touching on last year real quick, and uh, the Penguins, like we mentioned, will kick off Saturday at 2 o'clock against Duquesne. Uh, that is their first of two home games to start the year as the Dayton Flyers come in in week two. Uh, the Penguins then make the trip down south a little bit to Kentucky to face, uh, but I believe, Tammy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the first ever Southeastern Conference opponent we played. I believe so, yes. Is that correct? I sounds correct. Um, yeah, and that Kentucky team is really good, led by Penn State transfer Will Levis. Uh, they won 10 games last year, won 10 games a couple of uh, two of the past three seasons, I believe. And, you know, there's a lot of options around that program. They can make a New Year's Six Bowl game and compete in the SEC. Um, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. And it should be interesting. I was thinking about Duquesne and looking at their season. Talk about mm-hmm. a program that understands that sometimes you exactly. have to schedule to bring mm-hmm. in dollars. And yep. you look at three of their first four games. Uh, obviously, they played Florida State last week and lost by mm-hmm. 40 points. However, this week they're on the road because Jackson State's paying them to come to play them. Mm-hmm. And then in week four, they head out to Hawaii to take on yes. the Rainbows. I mean, just it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you look at what they've done. Now, it is putting your, your program through a lot. However, they're being yeah. they're picking up some major, major uh, coin along the way, uh, taking those games. And, you know, Florida State needed a home opener win. They haven't had one since 2016. They got it uh, this past week against Duquesne. And, you know, you know, it's one of those things. And that's kind of where Youngstown's at in my eyes. They need – I know they got the opening win last week, last year against Incarnate Ward, and that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it was a great game, went down to the wire, and they were able to pull mm-hmm. it out. Uh, it is – as important this year to win this opener against Duquesne because you want to, again, get off on the right foot and you're in front mm-hmm. of your fans and you have two home games to start your season. So you got to, yep. you know, you got to hold the ice castle. And it's just so important for this program to do that and get off to a great start. We'll see if they can do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Duquesne's going to come in here with their chip on their shoulder saying, hey, look, well, we already got one game on our belt, and we're not that far away from home. You know, we're just down the uh, turnpike. So let's let's get this uh, – let's let's go into the Youngstown's backyard and, and get a victory. So it's going to be difficult. It's not going to – you know, this is going to be a, yeah. a challenge for this Penguins team. Uh, you know, and, and those uh, – that's a great point. You know, let's uh, – Quickly run through the rest of the Penguins schedule, quick, and then I want to get back to Duquesne because uh, outs, you know, a lot of people look at this and be like, "Ah, Duquesne, uh-uh." Like you mentioned, this is not just oh, it's Duquesne. This is Duquesne, a good football team. Yes. So the Penguins, after playing Kentucky, will get a bye week. Then they got to go too far go to play the uh, defending national champions who have the quarterback back and uh, all comfortable back, kind of Lemke back. Then they get the a home primetime game, the only primetime game of the year for the Penguins against North Dakota. Then they host Indiana State. Then they go to Western Illinois in a trip that 
Tim, let's be honest. Nobody wants to go out there. It's not fun going to Macomb, but you got to go out there. Then you return home to face South Dakota. South Dakota, you beat them. You're only winning 2020 in the COVID year. And uh, the Coyotes made the playoffs last year, so they're much improved. Now, Penguins will begin November in normal Illinois at Illinois State, and the Penguins have never played well there. They just yeah. they do not play well there. It's a difficult place to play. I believe, Tim, the Penguins have only won once or twice there in the last five or six tries. I know Pelini won there. Um, I believe Wolford won, or uh, I believe Haycock won there. But that's you, yeah, you got to go a long well. time back. That's the problem. Yeah. And that's that's uh, the key you know, you're bringing up there. Uh, let's yep. be honest. If we have to go back more than four four or five exactly. seasons to find a victory, exactly. it's it's really, really difficult. I don't care. Uh, when you're talking about conference games, you're playing most of mm-hmm. these teams on a yearly basis, being home and away, yep. you know, mm-hmm. alternate years. Uh, you got to get some Ws. And this program here, really since – uh, the Haycocks years, and even mm-hmm. uh, with a slight rise during the Pelini years, Pelini year, yeah. you know, um, they've been consistently losers on the road. And that yeah. is something yeah. that it matters. I mean, I hate using those terms because it's no, a brand no, new losers, season. They've... But when you go on the road, you have to win games in conference and you have to challenge. And this is not an easy conference to win games on the road at, as you know. Uh, When you're going to North Dakota as much as you are now with the four teams in the Dakotas, uh, you're Mm -hmm. going to Western Illinois, you're going to Illinois State. You know, these are just, you know, some of the, you know, the challenges that you face in in a season in this conference. Now, can they handle it? Sure they can. I'm confident that they can in a sense that they're not outclassed, but they're going to have to find a way to win a few games on the road this season to be successful. If they struggle on the road, then, you know, I'll be honest, you're looking at a four-win season because you're not going to win you know, every game at home in this conference. It's That's why winning road games are stealing games, and yep. it's, it matters. So, uh, I you know, Expectations are to have a winning season. I can handle that. I think that is not a terrible idea. I don't know if it's enough wins, in my opinion, in a third year of a head coach. But a winning season is still a winning season. And that's where you have to draw the line. And we'll see exactly what this program can do. Now, here's the the part I have to wonder. And, Mm -hmm. And it's worth talking about when you look at the standings in this conference you know it's 11 teams deep you have you know so you're going to play you know it's just it's difficult to win nine games I don't care you know you're going to play eight games eight nine games in your conference it's just difficult Uh, you got you know you got eight games in this conference that you have to play and to have a winning record in this conference that means you're five and three yeah Winning number is five and three. That means you have to win some games on the road. Exactly. And so some you, of those games on the road will include a, a Missouri State this year. We go to them as our last road game and we play Southern Illinois. You know, but like you touched on, Tim, road games in this conference, 
at Missouri State. They're a preseason, they're a preseason top 25 team. Uh, at Illinois State, the Penguins have never played well there. Right. You're at North Dakota State. So. And you don't have Northern Iowa this year. So, I mean, that's no, a blessing. You Northern Iowa, South which Dakota you've State. always had trouble so at the Dome. Yes. Um, so. So the schedule sets up, Tim, you touched on it. The Penguins avoid Northern Iowa, thank God. Um, they avoid South Dakota State. Uh, both teams put the one to the Penguins last year, especially South Dakota State here at Stambaugh. Um, so that's the schedule. Like you mentioned, it's it's manageable. It's still extremely difficult. Um, first things first, though, Tim, you can't accomplish any of your goals, winning season, uh, playoffs, you know, being in the hunt for the conference championship without taking care of business week one. Week one's the Duquesne Dukes. And like you touched on, Tim, why is you better come out focused? Because this is a very good Duquesne team. Um, you made mention of it, how they're scheduling smart. And they're going to the Florida States, and they're getting their money. And they're coming here to get their money. Last year they played TCU, and they also went to Athens last year and beat Ohio U 28-26 without their starting quarterback. He returns. He returned last week against Florida State, and I'm not sure if he caught any of it, Tim. I caught bits and pieces of it. Now, you can't take much away from Duquesne playing Florida State because Florida State is the far superior team athletically and at every position. But the thing that impressed me is Duquesne battled and that game with seven minutes to go in the half was 20 to nothing. That doesn't seem great. You're down three touchdowns. But when you're a partial 1AA scholarship team playing an ACC team, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Uh, Duquesne returns their starting quarterback, Joe Mishler. Um, so experience in our center is always key. Uh, this team knows how to win. They beat Ohio U. They finished 7-3 last year. They've won the Northeast, Northeast Conference, excuse me, five of the last ten years. Um, and whether they're partial scholarship or not, YSU better have their attention toward Duquesne because this football team can beat you. And we've been beaten by uh, lesser competition in the past. Everybody remembers that Butler game. And this Duquesne team is much better than that Butler team that came in and beat us. So. Um, Tim, your, your first impressions and quick thoughts about the Dukes uh, coming in for the home opener on Saturday? Well, again, we're, we're talking about a team that's going to be hungry and looking for a win and looking to mm -hmm. – uh, they don't have, you know, like you said, the most friendly schedule. So no, uh, for them to be successful, like you mentioned, they beat Ohio at the end of last season or actually in September of last year, you know, 28-26. Yeah, they lost to TCU 45-3. They lost to Florida State this year 47-7. Can't really take a lot from those games. This is, a, like I said, uh, yes, I expect Youngstown to come away with the win. I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I hope it is. I hope it's a 3-4 touchdown win. And, it's, and yeah, they, they're able to do everything they want to do. And we'll see. Like I said, there's more this game will help answer some of the questions that face Youngstown and its football program this year. Uh, 
and the score is going to tell us a story about what to expect as the season exactly. progresses. Um, exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be a 47-7 win like Florida State had over Duquesne. However, a 28-20 win would be huge. A 28-14 win would be huge. Anytime you can keep a team under 28 right now, I think that is going to be the number uh, for this football team. So if Duquesne comes out and scores 25, uh, 28, 30, 35 points, uh, it's going to be a, it's it's going to be a shootout. Your offense is going to have to match them point for point. I don't know if that will happen. If it's a defensive showdown where both teams score under 21 points, yeah, that will come down to your can your defense make a play and get a turnover and get a short field and or uh, get a defensive score or a special team score. So uh, I'm. I'm in the, like I said, I think this this program has a lot more questions than answers. They do have some talented players on offense. Mm-hmm. We have a big question mark on the defense. We have question marks on the wide receivers, which is going to play a big role. You can't play football in 2022 Mm-mm. without legitimate receivers who can catch the ball, who can run with the ball, and are targets that can get open. Down the field. Yeah, exactly. You cannot yeah. win in 2022 the way football is designed in the spread offense if you don't have receivers who can make plays. And that is going no, to be the biggest part for Youngstown going forward. Can they make plays on the outside to open up the inside game for the running game? Because if you just have a one-sided offense, I don't care how good Crenshaw might be at, at improvising exactly. or how good of a runner that he is, mm-hmm. uh, it won't matter because teams are going to challenge you to throw. And if you can't do it, it don't, you know, you're, you're just one less uh, ability to uh, defeat a, a defense. And I just don't know where, like I said, there's so many questions I have. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Thursday night to see what, what happens. And hopefully we're talking about, you know, uh, singing the song and, and being happy and uh, getting ready for week two. And, you know, these two non-conference games to open a season at at the Ice Castle are, are big. They have to win them because uh, they have their money game, which will be a, a difficult game uh, in Kentucky. And a, and a Kentucky program that has so much improved over the last five years. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and not surprised by anybody who knows our mm-hmm. area, uh, and and just knows the Stoops family. Enough said. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you look at what's going on uh, going forward, getting in this conference, and this conference is difficult. Uh, I really going to base the season on a conference play, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, so five and three is my marking conference. They have to get five and three in a conference. Anything okay. less than that, I am getting my kicking shoes ready. My boots are on, and I'll be drop kicking our head coach into six eighty. Well, Tim, uh, you mentioned a winning conference season. Uh, I've I've touched on it. I think you agree. Uh, can't get there without taking care of week one. Uh, that's again the Duquesne Dukes Saturday at two p.m. at the Ice Castle. My opinion, the best day in college football. I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that. Yada yada. Tim, uh, keys to the game and or 
a prediction, and then uh, I will follow yours up. My keys to the game is defense holding the Dukes under 28 points for the game and okay. getting uh, McLaughlin open in many different positions. If he can run the ball, if he can get him out in the, uh, in the slot or out wide and get him the ball many different ways, I think that is going to be the key to the game is how they use McLaughlin, how they show him, and uh, making sure he touches the ball uh, 20 to 25 times. I agree with that. I, uh, you know, I, like we touched on, Jewel McLaughlin is our playmaker. He is one of the best players in Missouri Valley Conference. Tim, I'm going to piggyback that with uh, one, Jamil, Jaleel McLaughlin, 200 all-purpose yards okay. on the ground, through the air, uh, punt return, kick return. Get him the ball in a variety of ways, 200 all-purpose. Uh, number two, Let's see Demetrius Crenshaw take that next step to being an elite quarterback in this conference. Like, I know he can be. I, I really believe, Tim, that he can be an elite quarterback in this conference. Uh, so that's number two. And number three, take them out of the game early. Do not let a, an underdog hang around late in the game. We know what can happen. We've seen what can happen last year with Western Illinois. We let him hang around, but we let them hang around. So take them out of the game early, um, pound it, and take shots down the field. That's Crenshaw last year completed 62% of his passes, but for only 791 yards in nine games. That's less than 100 yards a game. That's not good, Tim. No. That's, that's not good. So uh, are you going to give a prediction, or are you just going to uh, stick with your keys to the game and oh, well, I, a, a win's a win's a win? A win's a win's a win. There's no question about it. I'll give a prediction. I'll, I'll take our Penguins uh, to fly high over the Dukies. Uh, let's, let's go 28-17. Um, let's, let's go 28-21, then that'll be a hell of a win. You know what? Uh, I know a lot of people are going to listen to me this week and get uh, sick and tired of my coaching. But like we talked about, this is a 7-3 and three football team from a year ago. They returned a starting quarterback. They beat a MAC team last year. Um, Tim, I like that. My heart may not like that, but I like that. Uh, give me YSU 41-24. to 24. I, I really think uh, McLaughlin's going to star – uh, Coach Phillips said we're bigger and we're faster up front. So I'm going to hopefully that's true. Um, and I and I believe Dean Patrick Crenshaw is going to keep taking that next step to be an elite quarterback. Give me the Penguins 41-24 to start the season 1-0. And I'll go this far. Dean Patrick Crenshaw goes for three touchdown passes, Tim. All so, right. Hey, you know what? I've said it many times many uh, on every level of football. You're not going to win without a talented quarterback. And I want nope. you to run the system. And no we matter what one. your system may be, if it's a run-oriented run mm -hmm. system uh, where he may only throw four times a game or if he throws 40 times a game, you need a quarterback who can run your offense and deliver the plays uh, each and every play. And that's the key. There's no one's going to touch the ball more than your quarterback. No one's going to mm -hmm. dictate uh, play more than your quarterback. 
football's all about quarterback play. So, yeah, Crenshaw needs to take that next step, and nothing would make us uh, – that will be a big factor going forward as, as quarterback play. As we've, we've seen uh, yeah. over the years, when quarterback play has been at high levels, this program has put up points and won ball games. Uh, when quarterback play has been less than desirable, and we've been there too, uh, yeah, they struggle uh-huh. to score 12 points. And that's, that's yeah. you know, where it's all at. You have to identify your quarterback. They have done that last season. Uh, you know, Crenshaw has the ability to do it. Now he has to take that next step. And that's the, on the coaching staff to get him to that level. So we'll see. Um, like I said, uh, I, I'm going to keep the plank, keep the faith, and uh, keep running for the uh, – for the, uh, the Penguins to fly high this weekend. So Tim has 28-21 YSU. I have 41-24 Penguins. Tim, let's hoping Saturday at 530. Uh, we are singing the fight song after a 1-0 start. Tim and I will be back next week to recap the Duquesne game and preview the Dayton Flyers come to Stanbaugh Stadium for only the second time in program history. So for Tim Continenza, I'm Anthony Kepley. Signing off for week one of the Ice Cast Report. And as always, go Gwens.